Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. It's Mile High Huddle. I could say this is the Huddle Up podcast, but this is the Mile High Huddle War Room episode annual. Everybody looks forward to this. We get questions about it uh, in the offseason. When's it going to be? When's it going to be? Well, here we are. It's the Mile High Huddle War Room roundtable. We're going to do not a seven-round mock this time because there is no first-round pick for your Denver Broncos, but we're going to do a six-round mock. I'm Chad Jensen, co-host Huddle Up podcast. I'm here with my partner in crime, Zach Kelman. You can see him on the screen. We got Eric Trickle, we got Lance Sanderson, we got Carl Dummler, we've got Nick Kendall. And guys, I guess I could go around the horn and do the pleasantries, but I think we should probably just jump into it with me telling everybody, reminding everyone how the format works and just diving in because there's a lot of analysis to get to. What do you think? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. All right. Here's how it works, y'all. And by the way, Welcome in. Love each and every one of you. I see Todd Ostendorf in the hizzy. I see Kathy, Michael Ronquillo. We got Dylan moderating the chat on YouTube, keeping out all the spam lords. Uh, Andrew Lampy jumping in early with some stars. I see the glass man in the house as well. Very, very cool, y'all. Hope you've had a great weekend, by the way. Um, if you have questions, if you have comments, Scott's going to keep an eye out for it. Super chat, stars like that, uh, things like that. But we'll be able to get to them for sure after the mock. So we'll get them in if you have them. We'll keep an eye out for them while we're doing the mock. But we'll for sure get them before we sign off here. All right. The format of this mock draft is we're going to go on the clock. We're going to use a simulator, Pro Football Focus Simulator. We're going to have a five-minute clock for each of the second-round pick, the two third-round picks. And then from there, two-minute clock to decide who we're going to pick. And it's going to be a roundtable discussion. And then we're going to take, I guess it's the majority, right? We're going to go with the majority vote. And if it's four to two for this player, that's that's who it is, et cetera. And if we ever get a, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, if we get even numbers, that's where Kennedy steps in and is the deciding vote, the producer on the back end. It's going to be a gas. We hope you guys enjoy it. So let's, uh, let's dive in, shall we? We're using the, as you can see on your screen here, this is the pro football focus mock draft engine we have it all geared up without further ado i gotta make sure i got my stopwatch ready to go without further ado let's start this draft and as you can see we got a lot of different picks happening over here on the left hand side is is the broncos wait until pick 64 denver's first pick in this draft is until the very last one in the second round all right guys without further ado eric i'm gonna let you start this off as i Hit the uh, start button. Go ahead and kind of talk about some of the names here, and then we'll uh, get going, and we are on the clock. Well, I mean, the first one that pops out is King Kingsley Nagbar. I wouldn't look his way, even though he's an edge. 
He's kind of limited as a pass rusher, more of a run defender. Roger McCurry is a guy I really like. Um, he doesn't have ideal length, but he's he can fit in that slot corner position, kind of be a hybrid defensive back. I am curious if he can go over to the defensive lineman because there's one I want to see if he's available. And I think that he would be a good option for the Broncos at this point. And Payon Winfrey right there. I mean, he plays with a little bit high pad level. There's been some questions about his character, but he's got some good length. He's got burst to get upfield. He's a guy I really like. Denver needs somebody who can kind of fill that four-eye position opposite Draymond Jones with DJ Jones manning the nose tackle position. So I really like Perion Winfrey here at 64. I think it's the best value. Lance, what do you got, buddy? But uh, remember, we're on the clock. We've got just oh, – we're about the four-minute mark right now. All right, so the first thing that jumps out on the, off the page here is Troy Anderson available at, uh, the what is, 62 on the ADP. That's a guy that I really like out of Montana State. Super athletic, uh, young to the position, but he's he's got the, he's got quarterback skills behind him. Uh, played the running back position as well. Uh, can cover, is, a, is a, a young player that still has a lot of room to grow. That's a guy that I really like. Another one that I like as well is Roger McCreary as well. Um, with the need at the cornerback position moving into the future, they need to get another guy at the slot cornerback position, and that might might be the best slot cornerback, like pure slot cornerback in this draft class, despite him being uh, not arm, uh, not long in the arms. Uh, shout out to Nick there. But uh, those would be the two guys I'd be looking at, along with Perry on Winfrey, too. All right. Uh, Zach, what are you thinking, my friend? Well, can we talk about Cincinnati taking Matt Corral, a pick before the Broncos at 63? What is going go. on with that? <laughs> um, I, I do like Winfrey, to Eric's point. Uh, I do like some of the – I would want to trade down, honestly, in this yes. instance, but uh, – we can't do that. I'm thinking linebacker, though. Lance laid out what I love about Anderson is the fact that he can cover. The Broncos had one of those linebackers, that being Baron Browning, and they're moving him all over the formation, apparently under Evero. I want that blue chipper type prospect, so I lean toward Anderson in the spot. Nick, your thoughts? Yeah, can you scroll down just a little bit for me of the best available? I uh, just kind of want to get a smorgasbord of the type of guys here. Nick Cross, interesting. Zach Tom, uh, keep on scrolling. Dylan Parham, Marcus Carson Strong, what a fall from grace he's had. Uh, so I'm I'm going to turn around and be with Eric on this one. The board fell really unfortunately for the Broncos here, probably because we kicked up the uh, positional value uh, a bit before we went off here. But edge would be ideal here. Cornerback, offensive tackle. The guys I like are gone. And uh, I do like Roger McCurry here, fine, but this is not hyperbole. He has zero percentile arm length. There has never been arms measured shorter than his from the defensive back position out of 706 defensive backs dating 1999, dating back to 1999. Too much of an outlier for me at 64. Also not a lot of slot reps, not a lot of zone reps um, from what I saw there at Auburn. Eric can correct me if I'm wrong on that one, but uh, maybe he won't because I'm going to agree with him here. I think the guy is a uh, Perion Winfrey, a uh, little bit upright. Jiro uh, Evero last year under Raheem Morris of the Rams played a lot of five one five a defensive looks last year where they would take a linebacker off the field and uh, only play one single linebacker in order to play five uh, guys along the line of scrimmage. I think you can do that a lot with Denver running a five one five and you don't have a five technique to replace Shelby Harris right now. So Winfrey makes a lot of sense. Okay, so we got two Winfreys. Um, Kelberman, you're all, you're for Troy Anderson, right? right? And then Lance, did you specify before I grab Carl? Uh, go ahead and grab Carl, but I'm I'm leaning towards Winfrey here. Okay, so we got three Winfreys. Carl, your thoughts, my friend. And hey, real quick, Scott, if you could help keep track of that in the chat, and then we can we have the math on each pick. Carl, your thoughts. What are you thinking? I'm going Roger McCreary here. Uh, I, I, of course, Luke or not Luke, <laughs> Nick would go towards the the mock draftable, looking at that at the zero percent. But watching the kid on the field, the guy has no fear. Great tackler, great speed. 
Uh, he plays bigger than he looks big time and and just completing out that secondary where you have all these great chess pieces that you can move around play matchup football allow those pass rushers the interior defensive line to go do whatever they want allow the coaching staff to blitz if they want i i just love this guy i think he'd be a great fit with this defense all right so we've got we've got three for winfrey or pardon me two for troy anderson two for perry on one for mccreary Interesting. So I got to. I'm going to end up playing the uh, the tiebreaker here, boys. I'm going to go with Troy Anderson. I'm sorry. I mean, Troy Anderson to me. So that that's that's the pick, right? That's that's if I'm going with Troy Anderson, two for Troy, two for Perry on one for McCreary. That's I don't know, dude. That's that's the pick. How off base would that be? As we just barely go out of time. Got to got to take him. So let's start real quick here. Lance, quickly, your thoughts on Anderson for the Broncos at 64. I like to pick a lot. I think that he's versatile. You can line him in the slot. You can play him uh, behind the line of scrimmage, behind the uh, interior defensive line. Um, he moves really well. Uh, he just needs to get a little bit better instinctually, um, especially in the running game. I think he gets washed out just a little bit. Um, not really the strongest guy, but the athleticism. You cannot teach athleticism. You cannot teach traits. And this guy has everything you want from a linebacker, a coverage linebacker in this NFL. And he's going to look really nice standing next to either Josie Jewell or uh, Baron Browning, one of the two of those guys, whenever they come off the field. Troy Anderson is going to be a guy that you can at least put out there and, and he can hang. And he's also going to provide you a, a high impact on the special teams unit, which this unit desperately needs to get better in that aspect with the athleticism. So I like it. Hey, thank you for the stars. Appreciate you guys. We really, really do. Eric, Nick, very quickly before we turn the page to, to round three, you both went for the D lineman, but the pick ended up being Anderson in the war room. Your thoughts on how he fits Eric real quick. And then Nick. I, I like Anderson. I like his fit. I question the value here. He's got both shoulders have been surgically repaired and he's going to be older for a rookie. And he still has a lot to learn, making a huge jump in the competition. I think with this linebacker class, it's a little bit stronger. could have waited. This isn't a strong defensive line class. So getting the guy a little bit earlier. I mean, we might be able to have a chance at Perry on Winfrey at 75, just with how the board fell, but in the actual draft, I don't think it'd have fall that way. All right, Nick. Uh, over the last decade, no position is busted early in the draft more so than linebacker because athletic traits do not translate one for one for guys hitting there. And Michaela Parker coming at $20. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Love you too, Michaela. Uh, so that's the thing for me with, uh, Anderson, where does the athletic measurements measurables actually translate to the field? It's as a pass rusher from the linebacker position, Devin white, Micah Parsons, those athletic freaks have worked out where your Devin bushes have flamed out and been massive busts. Um, and with Anderson, I don't know if he is actually physical enough or long enough to drop down and actually play that edge position where that athleticism does tend to translate. So it does concern me a bit with his uh, projection there to the NFL level. Good athlete though. Very smart. Led big sky was the offensive player. of the year as a quarterback, all-time rushing leader. You're going to get yourself a darn good football player at the high floor. I do just wonder about the value and the exact fit because while he's a good chase and tackle linebacker, I do not see the physicality uh, from him at that position. Okay. Carl, I'm dying real quick for your thoughts too, because you didn't you went from a career and then we'll go to round three. Well, the great thing is you now have your emergency quarterback in case everybody yeah. else goes down with no injury. more Royce Freeman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we could have that linebacker now that turns over to, to quarterback. But uh no, it's it's really neat just to see that this guy has played so many positions and has been successful everywhere that he's gone. And he is kind of new to the linebacker position. 
But like I said, the, the guy just shows he can learn quickly. He is passionate about the game. You see him flying all over the field. And I, I just think it, it's a very solid pick for the Broncos and allows the Broncos with Browning to kind of move him around as well. So it gives them a lot of versatility in that entire defense. By the way, the Duchess, Michaela, as Nick said, and everybody else, we love you. Thank you so much. All right, Thanks, and Chris throwing down a super sticker, legendary figure in the Mile High Huddle community. Thank you, Chris. You're the man, bro. How you been? Hope you're doing well. I'll talk to you. Uh, I do have something interesting to talk to you about here in the very near future, so remind me on another stream, and I'll tell you what that might be. Um, but, guys, let's turn the page. It is uh, round three. The Broncos' next selection is pick 75, and uh, it's time to find out um, – let me, you know, whether or not Winfrey's there. I just started the clock. Lance, you're you're starting us this round, so go. So if Winfrey's there, then that would definitely be the direction that I'm going in. Um, I'm also looking at uh, potentially whatever offensive tackles are. So, yeah, Perry on Winfrey's there. That's locking in right now. We don't need any further analysis. Like, that's the guy right here. Okay, okay. Uh, what do you got, Nick? Yeah, can you scroll down just seeing who's available? Because right now Winfrey does uh, stand out to me. Eric mentioned it earlier. There's about six defensive linemen who are draftable, I think, in the top 100. And after that, it's a bunch of developmental guys. Um, somebody else who does stick out to me here, you kind of touched on him there. Maybe maybe a Marcus Jones. Uh, his arm length is concerning, but he's I think he's a little bit more athletically dynamic than McCreary. He's also a dynamic uh, returner as well. And then this is where you start to think about your centers as well. Uh, I think Dylan Par Parham might have still been there as well. Cole Stranger of uh, the Broncos, it's no secret. They've been bringing in center prospects left and right to – see if they can come in and be of interest of, of them. And Lloyd Cushenberry has been terrible uh, over the last few seasons in Denver, probably to the point where center is the biggest concern for me on the offense right now on the whole. But you want to take best player available this far down. It's pretty obviously Perry on Winfrey. You can do a lot of different stuff with him. And if you want to be a scheme that pushes and rushes the quarterback, Winfrey from the five technique spot gives you a lot of different looks and versatility. Zach? Yeah, I, I like the way uh, <clears throat> Eric laid out Winfrey's scouting report, and I agree uh, the Broncos have a need at edge after trading away Shelby Harris. And I like the strategy with these first two picks, addressing inside, addressing outside. They've long lacked you know, blue chippers at both spots, not named Von Miller. They tried with Bradley Chubb. It didn't really work out too well. Um, I don't like the way the tackle board fell for the Broncos. That's, to me, the biggest need heading into the draft is right tackle. I would have definitely looked there first, but I can't be mad at uh, the first two picks, and getting Winfrey at this spot would be the total value move. Eric? I mean, Winfrey, I, he's a guy that I have a lot higher value for. I think he was valued there at 64. He's definitely value here. Um, offensive tackles, that's another need I see. Somebody who you can sit there and develop. I think with three guys to compete this year on one-year deals, you can be fine with that. There's guys there that it should be there at 96, 115, 116 as that developmental tackle option and center as well. I think we have some options. So pray on Winfrey, get the last real quality defensive lineman that's available. So we already know that's going to be the pick, but Carl, your thoughts here. Do you uh, differ from the crowd? Are you that one scout that's saying, but yeah, but <laughs> I'm not, you know, I, I've always kind of been more of an advocate for interior pressure. You see a lot more quarterbacks that struggle with that of, of somebody coming in their face compared to somebody around the edge. You can do a lot more to kind of try to circumvent an edge rusher, getting a tight end over there, running back kind of thing. And, and so Winfrey adding that extra pressure element to the Broncos and especially adding depth to a position that I think is very underrated right now in their need. 
I, I think this would be a great pick for the Broncos. Give them a guy that okay. they can develop and, you know, work with Draymond Jones and the two of them could become quite the, the d- dynamic duo. With that being said, it matters not what I think, but I'm going to err on this on the side of the scouting expertise in this room and concur. We've got a uh, third round pick in Perion Winfrey. Very exciting stuff. I think we spent enough time talking about him that we can just move on to the next pick here. KB, by the way, Kenneth Booker, shout out MHH alumni slash super chat superstar. What's up, bro? He says, consider James Cook if he's there in the fourth. We shall see. We shall see, my friend. Thank you for the super chat. Um, this round going to start off. Let's see. We started Eric Lance Kelberman. You're first on this one, bro. So as I uh, reset the clock, this is our last pick that is of the five minute variety. I just went go Zach, you tell me how to navigate and it shall be no navigation necessary. I'm taking Marcus Jones cornerback right there. I think that fills the three biggest defensive needs you had going into the draft. They need insurance behind Darby, who's kind of injury prone. I love PS2, but who do you have behind them to bring in K1 Williams, who's a slot corner. And then you have Michael O, a saying Bassey and a whole bunch of no names. I'm taking Marcus Jones all day, every day. Excellent. Carl. Can I see the, the tackles that are still left? Can we see oh, the interior off the line too? I'm just curious if Cam Jurgens is still there. Oh, they're, they're very low on him, and they shouldn't be. Okay, so here's the here's the tackles and the interiors. I'll scroll. Jurgens is gone. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm probably leaning towards Marcus Jones as well. You know, I, I wanted McCreary there at pick 64 because I really want to add to this secondary and make that still a strong unit. You know, the Broncos have had that since 2015 where they've really been pretty darn strong. They had a couple years where it was a little bit down, but just getting another guy there that can help in that secondary uh, that I think can be a very uh, tenacious player for them moving forward. And like I said, it just makes that entire unit just that much better and makes them the best unit in the AFC West, if not in the AFC total. Awesome. Eric? I like Marcus Jones, but I would probably go with Braxton Jones here, get that developmental tackle. Marcus Jones just scares me a little bit. I mean, he's also in that zeroth percentile for arm length, I'm pretty sure. And he just had surgery on both shoulders, and there's some lingering concerns going on about that. Red flags that he may not be able to sustain, you know, healthy shoulders for the rest of his rookie contract. So I'm a little scared off that. I'm going to go with Braxton Jones, but Marcus Jones seems to be the pick here. Okay. Um, Lance. Can you show me the edge defenders that are available, please? Coming right up, kind sir. Here's what we've got at edge. Dominique Robinson, D'Angelo Malone, uh, Majai Sanders. So of the guys that we have available, it's probably going to be Marcus Jones here, but I got to give a big shout out to one of my favorite players. He's a little bit thin in the frame, um, but he's got explosive athleticism and really good bend around the edge. And D'Angelo Malone. Um, probably a guy that uh, you can you might be able to get at 115, but as of right now, that's the biggest need on this team outside of offensive tackle. Um, I, I, I like what the Broncos have at the cornerback room. I, I think you can get another guy maybe a little bit later in like Alante Taylor from Tennessee. But uh, if if everyone's saying Jones here, I'll I'll you know forego D'Angelo Malone and hope we get it one at 115. Okay, uh, Scott, you got the math on this so far, by the way. Nick, you got two and a half minutes almost. And well, you and I have two and a half minutes here. So far, it's all Jones with one exception, right? Braxton Jones is the one Eric vote. And then it's all the other Jones. Okay, Nick, go on. I'll go Marcus Jones here too. And just under the assumption that my 
injury uh, staff said that, you know, we are concerned about the shoulders, but we're okay with it here. And the reason is it's the inside outside versatility. Eric hit on it, you know, the very short arm length, but the Broncos have not had very good special teams the last few years. And Marcus Jones is, I would say far and away the best uh, punt and kick returner in this class. Pulling up his scouting report right here, he averaged 28.8 yards per kickoff return in his career, including six touchdowns and 13.5 yards per punt return, including three touchdowns uh, in his career. He's small, but he's also versatile. Um, and last year with the Rams defense, you actually had Darius Williams playing far more uh, boundary cornerback snaps, uh, boundary corner slot snaps than slot corner because of the off coverage that the Broncos like to use. So I don't think the length is as detrimental here if you bring a little bit more tenacity and versatility, which I think Marcus Jones definitely brings. Shoulder's a big concern. Shoulder to the point where he could be off some team's boards completely. But I think here at 96 with what the information we're dealing with, it makes a lot of sense. I actually want to jump in here really fast because I agree with Nick on this one because he uh, Marcus Jones is an elite punt returner and elite kick returner and again like bolstering the bottom part of the of the roster and especially the special teams unit the Broncos haven't had a kickoff return touchdown and who knows how long they finally got that one from uh, whatever the Spencer. heck his name was uh, yeah. Uh, Isaiah Spencer, uh, yeah, the, the Spencer kid, Deontay Spencer, that's right, uh, a couple of years ago against uh, Carolina. But uh, Marcus Jones would be probably the best punt returner and kick returner this team has had in multiple years, maybe going back to Trenton Holiday. All right, listen, um, it's going to be Marcus Jones, but I'm going to go ahead and concur with Trickle on the need for an offensive tackle here. My vote would have been Braxton Jones, but the math errs on the side of Marcus Jones. So before we dive into uh, round four and beyond, guys, let's real quick take a second to uh, say hi with our community, see what they're thinking so far. John Clay eventing jumping in. Thank you, buddy. He says, gents, so happy to be able to talk to you all. Scott in the back room and all the stars of MHH. Super cool. Go Broncos. Let's ride. You're a prince. Zachary Gardner, much love. He says, have y'all looked at Max Borgie? He went to my high school in Arvada, a great receiving back, and I think he'd be a great number two back. He'd be there late. We'll keep an eye out for him, my friend. I don't know if anyone has any specific thoughts quickly on this cat. If you do, go ahead. A solid pass catcher. Don't know if he brings much else to the table, but uh, if you're looking to get a niche back in space, it's going to be your third or fourth back on the roster. That makes sense to me, but I think – I probably would wait until the undrafted free agent range before uh, taking a shot on him. Just for me personally, what I value with the running back position. Okay, guys, as we move in to round four, um, a quick summation. Where does it show on here? Our actual selection. You got to wait till the end. All right. So yep. I can let uh, you know 64 Troy Anderson, linebacker, Montana state 75 uh, Perry on Winfrey interior defensive line, five technique, Oklahoma, and then 96 cornerback slash returner, Marcus Jones, University of Houston. Perfect. Okay. So we're going back on the clock here. Now, this is where things get a little bit tighter. We only get two minutes per pick to go here. Um, with that, I'm going to start the clock and Nick, you're up first. Yeah. Well, first, can you just scroll down on who's the available guys? Just kind of a slow meander here. So we got uh, Damari Mathis intrigues me here. He's a very interesting player for the Broncos. Uh, could be a good pick. And Braxton Jones is still here. I think this we have back-to-back -back picks here, so we can kind of just lay out the land. Uh, Braxton Jones is very interesting for me in this position. Uh, I think that Broncos targeting him round four would make a lot of sense. 
keep on scrolling just because we have other picks as well that stick out to me. Zion McCollum. I know Kevin Austin Jr. is a name that the Broncos are interested in. Pretty high here in this one as well. So interesting to see that. Uh, but the names that stick out here for me, I would have liked Matthew Butler here as well if uh, we hadn't already taken an interior defensive line five technique type. So uh, I think the one that's pretty obvious here for me is Braxton Jones. But after that, I'm I'm going to be curious to see what direction we go at 116. Okay. Um, Carl. Yeah, I'm going to have to concur there with Nick. Braxton Jones just makes a ton of sense as that developmental guy. He's got <clears throat> he's got a good fit where he's athletic, he's long, he can can move here for the Broncos in the zone blocking scheme that they're going to be running. And like I said, he doesn't have to start day one. The Broncos have at least a decent starter that they can get out of there. And, and so give him a year to develop, boom, Broncos could have their right tackle answer for a long time. By the way, I'm changing it to three minutes. Two is too short with this many guys on screen. So three minutes. Okay, 10-4. Uh, Eric, um, can you show me tight ends real quick? Tight ends coming right up. We got Cade Oaten, Daniel Bellinger. Yeah, the top. So for me at 115, it'd be Braxton Jones, the guy I was advocating for at 96. And then at 116, Damari Mathis, a versatile defensive back. I mean, he can provide a little bit slot ability depending on if Marcus Jones' shoulders aren't able to hold up can be a too high safety you can do them in so many ways and if we can use what evro and what the what was going on with the Rams and their secondary mathis is just a tremendous fit yeah he is kelberman in an ideal world i think you land a tackle earlier but yeah you got to take braxton at this spot and shore up again what is the biggest need on the roster so that's where i'm going with that pick okay braxton jones lance yeah, it's Braxton Jones here. Uh, for me, uh, at 116, I want to go away a little bit from what Eric said there on Damari Mathis. Not that I don't like the fit there, but Kate Otten, this team needs another tight end, another guy that can line up as a wide tight end, be a, a tremendous blocker. He's arguably the best blocking tight end in this class. Um, has surprising burst for a guy his size, uh, 4740, um, and runs really good routes. It smooth in his, in his uh, smooth in and out of his brakes, smooth hands as well. Um, to me, it's Braxton Jones here, and then I have to give the hat tip to Kate Otten, one of the guys that I have. He's actually my top tight end in this class. I have a top 60 grade on this player, so uh, that's the way that I would go. All right, let me let me go ahead and make the pick on Jones. And as we get back-to-backs, so Eric – all right, so Lance, you're on the tight end. Eric, you liked uh, – Demari Remind Mathis. me who you like. Mathis, the cornerback out of Pittsburgh. Mathis. All right. This is also for Scott's benefit. And then, Carl, who would you like here with pick 116 in the fourth round? I'll go with Lance on this one. Kate Otten, one of my favorite tight ends in this entire class and fits well with being that inline tight end for him. Great in the run game. Uh, he loves to block. And then on top of that is a decent receiver. You know, tight end's not something that Russell Wilson likes to use that much, but you still need somebody. And especially in the run game that the Broncos want to to feature with Javante Williams, man, getting a guy like Otten out there, I, I would be very excited about it. Nick, uh, can I see the board again? I just want to see the running backs yep. here. I know. Coming Sorry, right up. you want to see the backs? Let me. Such a diva. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd love to see the uh, the running backs as well because the Broncos right now. I I obviously had an article here. I know the running back position is devalued in today's NFL, but Russell Wilson does not use the short middle of the field. So you need your running game to be efficient enough to create space vertically in the explosive pass game. And we don't know what Javante Williams looks like as a bell cow. He hasn't done it in the last three years. We don't know what Mike Bell looks like carrying the ball more than 20 times a season. So it's a big question mark for this team. Now it could just be as easily as pay Melvin Gordon one year, $2.5 million contract. Yes, I know that, but that's not the case yet. And a 
we got Mr. Boggins coming in, a uh, fellow Seattleite here, uh, saying, give me Kate Otten. Kate Otten is definitely available, but uh, can you pull up the big board there? Uh, yep. Right now, it's just our faces. Oh, it is? There we go. Yep, now, it's, it... now it's not. What I think heck? it's on the back end. So if you could, uh, the running backs, I'm just curious about some yep. of these names here. Oh, sorry. I should have just started reading them, I guess. Okay. Pierre Strong, Tyler, uh, Kyron Williams, Brian Robinson Jr. Yep. Keep scrolling. I'm just curious about the names here because it could be around five. Zonovan Knight's a good player. Ty Chandler I like a lot. Okay. Um, well, I'm honestly, this is going to be a boring one. I'd be fine with Kate Otten or uh, F- Fedarian Mathis. And I will say that I have a mock draft coming out here in a couple days. And right now, pick 96, pick 115, and pick 116 are lining up to be exactly what I mocked in my mock. So uh, maybe I'll go with Fedarian Mathis just to be a little bit different here. Spoiler alert, I have the Broncos taking Kate Otten. But uh, I'd be fine Mathis. with either. Honestly, I, I would be fine with either player here. Zach, what are you thinking? We've got 45 seconds left. Uh, I feel like they're going to address, keep addressing the offense. And uh, everything, all indications seem, and even Peyton said himself, he wants to take another tight end and add to that room after only bringing in Tomlinson and trading away Noah Fan, uh, someone behind Alberto. So I'm going with Otten at the next pick as well. Okay, guys, help me do my math real quick on this. Doesn't that not that an auto for Otten? Eric, you're not Otten. Lance, you're Otten. Uh, Carl, are you Otten? Okay, that's three. And Nick. I was I was either or um, I think that uh, let's just go with Otten. Let's just lean into it. Um, I'd be fine with Mathis as well, but we can talk about some of these other defensive backs later on. All right. The pick is in Cade Otten and we are moving on. Also, by the uh, way, Mr. Boggins gave us a two dollar uh, super to say take Otten. So we will take uh, money all right, for, for your guys's picks here. We are we are viable. At least I am. Marcus, thanks for that, buddy. OK, the clock is reset. Three minutes. Uh, we're sitting here with the number 145 pick in round five. I'm trying to remember the order here. Eric went, Lance went first, Zach went first. Nick's gone first. Carl? Or who Who am I missing so far that hasn't opened yet? Carl. Okay, Carl. And the clock has started, my brother. You tell me how to navigate the board, and it shall be. All right, can you just scroll down a little bit here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I'm seeing Pierre Strong Jr. Mm-hmm. there from South Dakota State. Yeah. And adding that kind of dynamic weapon to this offense. I mean, the great thing is went defense early in the draft. Now let's let's fill out this offense, keep it deep for, for the next few years. And like I said, adding the, the Jackrabbit. I, I love that, <laughs> mo- that mascot for them. But, uh, yeah, I think he would be a great number two for the Broncos and just makes them – like I said, all that more dynamic on offense makes teams have to really respect when Devontae Williams goes off the field. Eric? I mean, Strong's a dynamic running back, but, I mean, there's still so many running back options here. I'm a little bit concerned about him holding up at the NFL level, and and he has some fumble issues, too. I think he had, like, four or five fumbles last year. Um, the guy I'm looking at is Tyson Anderson out of the safety out of Toledo. Um, there's been a lot that's been connecting him to Denver. He's versatile in the secondary, can do a lot for them. And I absolutely love his tape. And I think this is right there for him. Lance. I got to go back to the well here. Uh, show me the edge players. If we've got any edge players that are available. 
um, like that, that to me, as of what we've taken so far, um, the yeah. edge is definitely a, a huge need. I like Tyreek Smith a lot, probably not here. It looks like all the, the top guys are probably gone. We can wait just a little bit uh, to go and get one of those guys. I got to give a shout out, though. If we're going to go with another versatile cornerback, a guy that is incredibly athletic, it comes from a small school. Josh Williams from Fayetteville State is a guy that I really like here a lot as well. Um, is he there? Yeah, I, I'm not I thought I him. saw him. I thought I saw him on the big board. Maybe he's going as a safety. Let me go back. They, they could have him as a safety yep. there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Williams. No, that's that, the center. That's a different Josh Williams. Oh, okay. okay. So, so that's that's my fault then. Um, uh, Tyson Anderson is intriguing here. We could always go spicy and give us a backup quarterback and replace Brett Rippon on the tail end of the roster and Bailey Zappi, but I'm probably not going to go in that direction. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like I like Anderson here for the most part, um, uh, just a versatile player in, in the back end that you can, that you can move all over the formation. So that would be the way that I would go. Tyson Anderson, Nick, a few names to got for me here. I'm glad that Tyson Anderson's getting some love here. He's very raw as far as his processing goes, mm -hmm. but as far as a height, weight, speed, length type of player, he can do everything. And he is going to be a great special teams contributor year one. I mean, he's a really good athlete on that back end. If you're looking for a box type of linebacker early, I think he could do that a lot. Uh, the other names here that I want to bring up are uh, Tyler Algier from BYU. He was one of the best running backs in football last year at in uh, yards after contact. He is five foot 11, 225 pounds of just mass. Um, he's really, really good at breaking tackles. And if you want to raise the floor of your running back room, he could, he could be a bell cow back and you could live with it. If something happened to Javante Williams name, I'm going to cl claim here though. And this is somebody that I've heard that the Broncos would have some interest in is Kevin Austin, Jr. Wide receiver, Notre Dame. He is a freak athlete. He jumped both broad jump and vertical. I believe for the 90th percentile, he ran a really good 40 at about uh, six foot two, 200 pounds. He had a foot injury that caused him to lose some time at Notre Dame, but he's one of those guys who has the, and he's also in a very physical blocker. I love his blocking. Um, we're, so we're over three minutes. FYI, we got to okay. go. So Kevin Austin is a guy I'm going to claim for here. I would be fine with Tyson Anderson, but I think I really okay. like Kevin Austin. So we got two for Anderson, one for strong, one for Austin Kelberman. Yeah, Nick kind of read my mind the last round. We were debating tight ends, and I said, let's just get tight end running back out of the way because we all know the Broncos are going to take one, and I'm much more comfortable taking one here than at 64. Um, I like Pierre Strong's game, and they need someone behind, at least behind Mike Boone or to compete with Mike Boone, and I feel like he's a do-it-all kind of guy that can help the Broncos in uh, tandem with uh, Javante. Okay, so we got two Anderson, two Strong, one Austin. I'm going with Pierre Strong as well. So that's the tiebreaker. Pierre Strong is the pick. Just to bolster that, I know Eric mentioned he's got some fumbleia problems, but Broncos need a fail-safe that just isn't there. The top of the depth chart at running back right now, pretty dang solid. Um, mm -hmm. But it's the, the position that arguably, I, I mean, offensive line, running back, suffers the most from attrition. You got to have bodies. Strong's the pick. And so now we move on to pick 206 overall in the sixth round. Um, Zachary Gardner, thank you for the super chat. He says, that was my first. This is his second. I just want to thank you all for the entertainment you brought me while I was at work or at home. Keep up the good work. Much obliged, my friend. Connect with us, uh, all of us, on Twitter. Great name, by the way. There you go, George Fox also. Thanks for your insight into the team, guys. Appreciate the stars. And Andrew Baker, what's good? Shout out to Little Axel. Tell him what's up. Uh, let's ride indeed. We're uh, we're stocking the shelves right now. You know, it's make-believe. But, hey, let us make-believe. This is yeah. fun, right? This is fun stuff. 
Andrew and Baker. Laugh about it too. Look at uh, just real quick. <laughs> pick two five. The needs of the Texans. <laughs> right. Every <laughs> position. Sorry, guys. Every keep position. Out. No doubt. That's brutal, dude. That's brutal. Okay. Uh, whose turn is it, guys? Remind me whose turn is it to start. I think it's Eric's again. Okay. We're back to the top. We're back. We're circling back, Eric. I'm st- I'm resetting the clock, and then you tell me how to how to navigate. Go. Well, I can't remember who it was. Somebody had you look at edges, and there was one that popped out this late. Jeffrey Gunter out of Coastal Carolina. I mean, he's a solid defender that can stay on the field on first and second down. You're looking for a number three guy because Malik Reed ain't it. Jonathan Cooper still has grown to get to that. Jeffrey Gunter's my guy here. Okay, so we got one for Gunter. Uh, Carl, who you got? Well, I think that's that's a pretty darn good pick right there. Um, I, I guess uh, – can you take a take a look at the interior offensive line? You got mm-hmm. it. IOL coming right up. Okay. No one that's sticking sticking out to me completely here. Um, I I guess I, I'm going to agree with with Eric here. I'm going to lean into his of just that that edge player. We've waited long enough. I mean, you got to get one at some point to add to that depth with how many injuries the Broncos have already had. And I think he would be a great one that just already brings some run defense and it can grow as a, a pass rusher as well. Okay. Lance. I'm with, uh, with Eric and Carl on this one, Jeffrey Gunter, you have to get that edge guys. I mean, you've got Randy Gregory with the shoulder injury, the, the shoulder surgery, um, Bradley Chubb with the, with the ankle injuries, Malik Reed's on a one-year deal and he just hasn't been quite the, the guy that the Broncos need him to be. And uh, Jonathan Cooper is just still a developmental guy. You have to get an edge here. And I really like Jeffrey Gunter. I think you can slide him inside in some NASCAR packages as well. He plays a little bit stronger than he looks. So uh, that would be the way that I would go. Okay, Nick. Uh, can I just see the overall board here without yep. the, it being because uh, he's pretty far down there still that I think you might even be able to risk him going next round here. A lot of good running backs. I like here. I like Ty Chandler. Uh, Jason Poe does intrigue me here. I know he's teeny tiny, but an interesting player without a doubt. Uh, keep scrolling just because this late. OK, there's have we taken a nose tackle yet? We took uh-uh. carry on Winfrey. I really like Otito Ogbania uh, here. He's a very lengthy uh, nose tackle played. At UCLA, they use more of a four-man defensive lineman or down front. Uh, but I think that Otito can actually play the three technique and play the one technique. He can play zero as well. And down here, you're looking for adding blocks to the fire along the trenches. So uh, Otito Agbanio is the one who sticks out to me here. I know we need an edge more, but I like Otito more than I like uh, Gunter. Calberman, can you go to wide receiver? Coming right up. Because something that George Payton said in his presser was he's looking for special teams returner, and he wants to fill the Deontay Spencer role. Uh, I like the. Uh, let me see anyone that stands out. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll defer to Eric with edge. You got to grab an edge. More important than a wide receiver, I just want to see the yeah. board. So I'll say Gunter. Okay, so that's it. I mean, I I would defer at this point. I'm I'm not gonna stir anybody wrong. A lot of these names this deep into the draft. I'm gonna trust the draft experts. And uh, where'd he go? He's right there. Go scroll down. It's the big green thing. Green, green logo. There, there it is. Booyah, Jeffrey Gunter. The pick is in. And we did it right as the clock ran out. So that's good. All right. We are now in uh, the seventh round, pick 232. And uh, we're going back around the horn. So, Lance, you get to open up. And I'm resetting the clock. Three minutes. Go. So what running backs are on the board still? That would be the way that I would look right here. Um, Potentially at a wide receiver as well. You want to take another running back? Keep in mind, we got Pierre Strong. Oh, 
forgot about that. Never mind. Go to the wide receiver position because there's a guy that I really like here, um, Reggie Roberson. I know that it's not necessarily a huge need because he plays on the outside, but there's a lot to like from this guy. He's long. He's fluid. He runs really good routes, a high point uh, uh, catch guy um, at, at the point of attack. Um, has a torn ACL that really kind of derailed him. I think that he should go a lot higher than this based on the tape that I saw. Probably not the best need here, but I mean, if you're looking to fill out the bottom end of the roster here, another guy that can come and compete for a special teams role, I think that this is a guy that you can get at this particular area and uh, have some success with him. Okay. Nick, just let me see the overall board. And just do a nice little scroll down for me. Keep scrolling down. Okay, so somebody for me here that makes a lot. Oh, man, I really like this player. Uh, Sterling Weatherford. This late is a steal. Look at his ADP here. His ADP was almost 100 picks ago <laughs> at 152, and we're going to get him here at 232. Really good, lengthy athlete. Uh, he's, I would say, Kyle Hamilton, super light, uh, <laughs> but the kind of a box guy with good length, uh, good versatility there. Uh, Sterling Weatherford is a blinking light here for me compared to every single other player that's on the board. He should have gone 100 picks ago. Okay, Carl. Yeah, I, I like what Nick had to say there with, with Sterling Weatherford. Again, keep adding to that secondary. Keep making them as deep as possible. We saw the last couple of years the Broncos suffered with a lot of injuries back there. Uh, you know, and, and even some of the guys that they still have, have have struggled to stay healthy for an entire season. So having some great backups that can come in, still make plays, and adding to, to special teams. A lot of safeties, wide receivers, those are the guys that really show up on special teams. That's why I think Sterling Weatherford would be a great pick here. Eric. Yeah, Sterling Weatherford. As soon as I saw his name, he was the one that stood out. Okay, so we've got three for Weatherford. Kelberman, how, what are you thinking here? Can you go to punter? <laughs> go into punter. Let's <laughs> yeah. see. Go into punter. Here you go. We got uh, 50 seconds, so why not? Special teams is all it gives me here. So, uh, Areza? Matt Ariza, how about we pronounce it? He's not there. Okay. I'm going to take the safety because I'm anti Kareem Jackson. So I want another competitor for his services. Ooh. So I'll take, uh, I'll take Weatherford for sure. All right. So Weatherford, it is. Pick is in. I'm resetting her. Uh, this is our last pick, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So 234. Um, whose turn is it to start? You guys got to help me with this. I believe it's Nick right now. Okay, Nick. You're closing uh, us off as far as opening the round. I'm hitting the clock. Tell me what to do. Go. I think that a really interesting player here for the Broncos would be Poe uh, from Mercer. I know that he is small, but honestly, he is not that much smaller than Tyler Linderbaum. And he tested like an absolute freak athlete. Is Jason Poe going to fit every single scheme? No. Is he going to fit the outside zone scheme for the Broncos where he can climb? Absolutely. And if you're worried about Russell Wilson seeing over the offensive line, no issue there with Jason Poe. Um, so maybe How Jason Poe. I think he's about six one. Mm -hmm. um, so for the center position, not that much uh, shorter than Tyler Linderbaum. I think equal arm length to Linderbaum and an exceptionally testing athlete. I think actually one of the athletes, his athleticism uh, measured up similar, most similarly to is actually Aaron Donald, which is crazy. Uh, but that's a different type of player, different position. But uh, Jason Poe here, a lot of fun, makes a lot of sense if you're looking to be athletic from that center position. Okay, um, Eric, what do you got? I mean, I'd go with Jason Poe. He measured measured just over six foot. He's light. But, I mean, if you turn on Mercer against Alabama from this last year, he he looked like he belonged out there against Alabama. And it was it's great tape from his. I mean, there was obviously some issues there. But this late, you're able to get a guy who can compete with Lloyd Cushenberry, which isn't saying much because Lloyd Cushenberry's not good. But, I mean, you got to take it. Okay, so we got two for Poe. 
Um, Lance, what are you thinking, buddy? So I'm thinking Poe here as well. Why don't you scroll down just a little bit, see what I can get a, uh, take a look at here. Um, nothing I'm looking. Let's see. Uh, Cordell Volson is a guy that I really like from last year. Uh, offensive tackle out of uh, North Dakota State. Probably going to project better as a guard. Um, that'd be another guy that I would take a look at. But uh, he dropped off really bad from last year. I thought that he might have been like a fourth or fifth round pick. To see him fall this far is uh, definitely a shame. Um, Caleb Ellaby, though, that's another guy. The quarterback out of Western, Mich uh, Western Michigan. Um Fluid athlete, um, really one read and go kind of a player, a developmental quarterback. Um, but that would be probably an upgrade over what you have in Brett Rippon. I don't think that it would be a bad idea to go in that direction. And I know the Broncos are linked to him. They have been for a long time. So that's another player to look at. But I'm going Poe here. All right. Three for Poe. Carl, or wait, who am I missing? Carl, you haven't gone, have you? Yeah. Can we? Can I look at quarterbacks other than just the, the first couple there? I just want to see if one good name is still right there. Up. Quarterback or a, corner? Quarter. Quarterback. Okay, yeah. Here you go. Here if you go. E, if EJ Perry's here, uh, Carl, I really that, hope you go in that direction. I, I was. That's the guy I was actually thinking, but I don't see his name. Yeah, uh, I know Brock Purdy as well, just to anger Nick as much as possible to have an <laughs> Iowa State player <laughs> uh -oh, on the Broncos. Some Cyclones. Uh, but no, I'm actually going to go Caleb Ellaby here. I think he's a, a good fit for what the Broncos are looking at for, especially that backup quarterback position. At some point, you're going to be paying Russell Wilson $50 million a year. So you want to keep his backup as cheap as possible. And LB has a chance to at least become a, a quality backup or maybe even a, a fringe starter in the NFL. And, and so I, like I said, I, I wouldn't mind him. You don't have to change the offense a whole lot. If Russell Wilson would get hurt, that, that's one of the nice things. I mean, he's not as good as Russell Wilson, obviously, otherwise he wouldn't be going here in the seventh round, but uh, that, that would be my pick. Okay. So Zach, you're on, but we've got three for Poe, one for LB. If we want, you and I could swing this and force a tie into Scott to make a decision. But what are you thinking, bro? Remember what Garrett Bowles said to Russell Wilson a few weeks ago? He said, I know you're used to getting hit. You're not going to get hit here. You know, quote the Bronco nevermore. I'm going Poe. That's my pick. Okay, then that's it. Poe is the selection. Now I just got to find him on this board again. And we'll make the pick. All right. So as the draft concludes here, we'll get a snapshot for those who might not have been with us from the very beginning of this live stream podcast. And uh, we'll go through here. So I'm going to go real quick, guys. Here's what we'll do. And then we'll close out tonight's stream. I'm going to list every pick. So those listening on the other end uh, and watching who might not have caught everything, get the full comprehensive selection list here. And then let's go around the horn, give a brief synopsis on our overall take on this haul. All right, this collective mock draft hall, and then we'll sign off for today. So we picked here for the Broncos at pick 64, linebacker from Montana State, Troy Anderson. In the third round, the second pick for Denver at 75, Perrion Winfrey, the defensive tackle from Oklahoma, third round pick 96, the corner from Houston, Marcus Jones, round four, pick 115, offensive tackle from Southern Utah, Braxton Jones, round four, 116, the very next pick. Cade Otten, the blocking tight end extraordinaire from Washington. Round five, pick 145, the South Dakota State Jackrabbit, the beating heart of the, those Jackrabbits, Pierre Strong Jr., the running back. Round six, pick 206, edge rusher Jeffrey Gunter. Round seven, pick 232, the safety from Miami of Ohio, Sterling Weatherford, and then bringing up the rear. Round seven, pick 234, final pick for these Denver Broncos, the guard slash center interior guy, Jason Poe from Mercer. So with that being said, Eric, 
Um, guys, let's kind of keep it to two, three minute remarks if you want, but your thoughts overall on this class. With the oh. Broncos, I mean, they seem to value medicals a little bit. So I think Troy Anderson and Marcus Jones are a little bit rough. Um, going with a running back that plays closer to 190 pounds instead of 202 that he weighed at the combine is also rough. It's just such a niche role in the NFL anymore. I mean, Nick has a lot of data up on Twitter about sizes of running backs and everything. Would have liked to get a running back that was a little bit bigger. Um, but, I mean, there's no doubt that Pierre Strong's a home run hitter. I think I, Perrion Winfrey at that point is good value. Braxton joins. You get a developmental tackle option. Jeffrey Gunter, I probably could have got him later in the mock in the sim. I don't – I'm not sure he – he might be a top 200 pick in the actual draft. I know there's a lot of love for him um, just because of how well-rounded he is. Sterling Weatherford and Jason Poe, two great ways, versatile guys that can – smaller school, so it's, they're making a jump in competition, but they can contribute right away. Excellent. Lance, your thoughts summing up this class we brought in. So my biggest thing here is we we only got one edge defender, and it's Jeffrey Gunter, who I like a lot, but at the same time, it, it, like the board didn't fall great for us. Uh, especially in the second and third round. Um, D'Angelo Malone being available at 96 was something that kind of just tears my heartstrings because I really like that player. I think that he can turn into, if he hits his potential, a Chandler, Chandler Jones level type of player. I, I think he's that actually that good. But overall, I really like it. We hit a lot of the needs. Uh, Perry on Winfrey at 75 is such a huge steal. Like he should be a top 64 pick with no question. I like Braxton Jones a lot as well. I haven't seen Sterling Weatherford but uh, before so I don't have anything to say on that but what I have uh, seen of uh, Jason Poe I like the movement skills I like the play strength um, and like Eric said going against Alabama he did not look overmatched going against Federian Mathis LeBron Ray and those guys at Alabama so uh, overall I'm, I'm saying uh, like a B would be the, the way that I would go but I just I think that we need to get another edge defender uh, given the state of the edge landscape on the Broncos right now. Nick yeah, overall for me, the board didn't, especially at pick 64, did not fall ideally. Like all the guys there were ones that probably I'd be considering more at 75 than 96. And 64 wouldn't have been an ideal trade back situation. Other than that, though, I think we probably did pretty well with every single pick. The one that I come back to that I don't really like so much, and Eric kind of hinted on it earlier, was Pierre Strong. Runs upright, uh, doesn't really have the frame to add much more weight. I don't think he's actually that good of a pass catcher. Um, if he gets to the second level, he can giddy up, but that's against Division II competition. I think uh, Tyler Algier from BYU would have been a significantly better pick if you're looking for a running back there. Uh, Pierre Strong is essentially the same thing as Mike Boone, but less yoked out and more ball security issues. So again, am I going to be that upset about the fifth round pick? No, uh, not really. Pierre Strong can still be a good pick. I just think that there were better options there for that position specifically if you wanted to go that direction. Carl. Well, I, I think this is one of those very, very risky drafts. Uh, Eric kind of hinted at it with all the injury concerns, with especially a couple of our top picks there. And But at the same time, when you think of getting Russell Wilson and not having a first-round pick, sometimes you got to take a little bit of risk and hope that these guys can really pan out into something else or into something great for the Broncos. And I, I really love what the Broncos have for the secondary now. I think they are set for the next four or five years having really one of the best secondaries in all of football. I, I'm a little concerned about the offense and some of the players that they're going to lose moving forward. Do we have developmental players to to step in and, and take over for some of those spots? Maybe not. Um, but overall, I, I do like this class. I like that it has a lot of versatility in a lot of different positions. And, and you got a lot of guys that you can move around, a lot of chess pieces for the Broncos now. Zach, how are you feeling about it? 
I'm feeling pretty good. I, I echo a lot of what everyone else is saying. Uh, 64 was kind of a rougher pick. We were, you know, cornered into. But we have to remember one thing. It's worth noting: the Broncos did have a first round pick, and that was Russell mm-hmm. Wilson. So I agree with the B plus grade it gave us. But when you factor in Russell Wilson, that's a that's an A to me. That's a home run. Whatever they did after Russell Wilson is the cherry on top. They filled a lot of needs here, both on offense and defense. Uh, younger developmental players, and also players that can contribute from day one. If it if it hits, this is another you know grand slam from George Payton. I mean, if you look at what Zach, you and I, we've been talking about as we answer questions, the holes. What are we looking for? What are the biggest needs going into this class? Look, we would have preferred a uh, uh, offensive tackle or an edge at sixty four, but there was the the value wasn't there. It didn't fall our way. So Anderson, you get some great interior defensive line help in Winfrey in the second round. Again, edge didn't fall our way there, but you there are some serious depth concerns, believe it or not, boys and girls, for this Broncos defensive line. Marcus Jones, if he can avoid the injury bug, dude, that's that kid's gonna be a stud. And Braxton Jones, you know, if he can develop, continue coming from small school, SUU, offensive tackle gives you an option down the road. Overall, I think, you know, the late mid to late round picks, I would probably have to concur with with Eric and Nick in that. Pierre Strong would be the one maybe, and I, I voted for him. I, I was one that chose Strong as well. In retrospect, though, having some doubts on that one. But overall, I think the Broncos hit a lot of those buckets, a lot of the holes that they needed to kind of cover, minor in many cases because there's nothing super glaring about this roster right now. But overall, I feel pretty dang good about the haul. And we'll tweet out the uh, we'll tweet out the image of the of the PFF allows you to download the image of your of your draft haul. So without further ado, before we say goodnight, Scott, are there any burning comments, questions, stars, anything like that? Are we good? Okay, cool. Guys, so much fun. We look forward to this conversation each and every year. We've been doing it now this way as a live stream for, I think this is number four, 19, 20, 21, 22, I believe. It's a gas. Thanks for making time for us, each and every one of you. Uh, before we dip out of here and say goodnight to everybody, though, some quick bona fides. Make sure you're following Mile High Huddle on Twitter, guys, at Mile High Huddle. All right. Also, go and you know what? What am I doing here? Kelberman, you want to do the rundown here? There's just a couple of different things in terms of uh, the cards that are switched out since it's more of a Mile High Huddle stream. Well, since it's on the screen, let me say follow everyone on Twitter. You can follow Chad at Chad and Jensen, at Eric Trickle, at Lance. Oh, I'm sorry, at Sanderson MHH. At Kelberman NFL, as we see Scott Vanna Whiting for us. I, Scott, Nick, I'm sorry. It's, it's late. <laughs> Nick at Nick Kendall MHH and Carl at Carl Dumbler MHH and the real Scott at Scout Kennedy. Um, and also the Mothership account at Mila Huddle and also the individual brands, which you all follow on Twitter anyway. But go to huddleupod.com if you guys want to have, like I'm wearing a hat like Lance, Nick, or Carl is wearing all right there. Huddleupod.com. That's our merch store. Hit that up if you can. We appreciate it. And Facebook.com slash my little pod, like that page, follow that page. Guys, if you haven't, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football pre-safe five-star review for a chance to win some merch each and every month. But as any of these fine fellows can echo, please do these three things. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans. Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really reaches more Broncos country and helps us grow and connect with y'all just like you. Before we sign off, shout out to these great Super Chat superstars tonight. Zachary Gardner, the brainstorm. We love you too, big dog. The Duchess, love you. Chris Hernandez, love you. We love all of you. KB, John, Boggins, Zachary, and then our great star supporters over on Facebook tonight. Hernandez, double dip and one on YouTube. 
One on Facebook, Andrew Lampy, Andrew Baker, George Fox, Claude Riley, John Chance, Phil McLaughlin, Rodney Garcia, and way across the pond, Marcus Lewis Hanna. Much love and respect. We will see you guys, Zach and I, tomorrow night. And then don't forget, on the bright, Monday morning, tomorrow, Broncos for breakfast with Nick and Scott. We'll see you then. Take care, guys. And as always, let's get a group one. Come on. Go Broncos. Let's go. Come on, Nick. Let's go. Love you guys. We'll we'll, We'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.